afternoon, we will get the details on the 2023 federal budget from Finance Minister Krista Freeland. Now, you'll hear all those details right here on 980-CKNW because we know what the big questions are here, right? What can we expect? What will be in there that will impact you? What kind of pressure is the government facing these days with the economy kind of teetering, not quite sure which way it's going to go, but at the same time wanting to provide some relief to Canadians? Well, to break this all down for us, we're joined now by Moshe Lender, who's a senior lecturer of economics at Concordia University. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Can we talk a little bit about how how tricky, I guess, it's a bit of a tightrope the finance minister is walking right now, isn't it? That's the great analogy. Uh, On the one hand, uh, Canadians are suffering from 40-year highs in inflation and are looking to the government to try and provide support. But if the government does provide that support, that itself is inflationary. And so uh, you you need to show that you're concerned about the uh, situation that Canadians find themselves in, but not contributing to the problem. Unfortunately, doing nothing, uh, which would be the correct thing to avoid creating the problem, seems heartless. Yeah, I guess we've learned that lesson now, though, haven't we, Moshe? When you consider three years ago during the pandemic, there was a lot of support. But now we've seen what happens when we do that. Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those old ideas that uh, when governments spend a lot of money, it does create inflation. Uh, You know, the problem is that governments around the world were contributing to that problem. And then when you add in all of the global events that have conspired uh, since COVID, uh, you know, that's not helping things either. And again, that's something that government spending is not going to fix, right? You, You can spend as much as you want. It's not going to solve Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and it's not going to fix supply chain issues. So, uh, again, for the government to put its hands in its pockets and just shrug and say, you know, c'est la vie, (laughs) uh, you can't really do that. But if you do something, you realize that you're not really fixing the problems, but Canadians expect you to. So what do you think is going to happen then today? What kind of line do you think the government's going to walk here? So the government has uh, an obligation to fulfill some of the demands of the NDP, because the NDP is propping up this government uh, for the next couple of years. And so we're probably going to see an expansion of the dental plan uh, for children. That was one of the commitments that the Liberals made to the NDP. So they'll expand out that program a little bit. Uh, Canadians will recall that uh, GST credits uh, were increased uh, about six months ago. That's going to happen again, but this time it's going to be portrayed as a way to help Canadians with Uh, their grocery bills. So we'll we'll see some of that as well. Uh, We're going to see a lot of commitment to green uh, energy. U.S. has passed this legislation that is scaring a lot of countries that if they don't start moving towards trying to take the environment more responsibly and promote green energy, uh, they're going to get themselves shut out of the American market. And so uh, the Liberals have long said that they believe in the environment, but they very uh, often showed little regard when it comes to budgetary matters. Here, I think they're going to, to commit to that. And then I think what we're going to see is this uh, idea that if there's a recession, if things go south in the economy, then the government will review what needs to be done at a later point. Uh, but for now, their commitment is merely to stand by at the ready if that's necessary. Okay, so you feel there might be some hedging of bets, I guess. Yeah, you know, part of it is just you don't want to create the self-fulfilling prophecy. If the finance minister comes out and starts, you know, oh, my gosh, we're in a recession. How terrible. Well, you know, people start behaving them like they're in a recession. And that makes the recession likelier, deeper, longer. So you don't want to necessarily say we're not in a recession because that might not be true. 
So you just say that, look, if it happens, we're here and we're ready. There's a, a, an interim budget update that comes in November. And if we need to, we'll do whatever's necessary. Uh, but, you know, inflation has been coming down. The Bank of Canada says that it should be back to its normal 1% to 3% in the next six months. So the government might say that, look, that particular aspect uh, is coming to a close on its own. You don't need our help at this point other than to just get you through the next six months. That doesn't require a huge amount of spending then. Right. Masha, from what you have seen then with the state of the Canadian economy, is it precarious? Like, could it really go either way at this point? So I'm going to be the rare economist that's actually optimistic about things. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to to say, you know, the, the word that we keep hearing is the Canadian economy is resilient. We're actually doing a lot better than uh, other large economies. We're certainly doing better than the U.S. Uh, growth has slowed. That's unfortunate. Uh, but even if we somehow tip into a recession, this isn't going to be your parents' or grandparents-style recession. Right? We're not going to see this big drop in GDP and this huge jump in unemployment. Uh, it, it's probably not going to have a very large effect over the Canadian economy because, you know, a few months ago we were talking about how many businesses had, uh, you know, help wanted signs in the store window and they just couldn't find anybody. Uh, The likeliest outcome then is that if the economy does slow down further, they're just going to take those signs away and stick with the workers that they have. Well, the good news is employment is at record highs. It's even at pre-pandemic record highs. So the the fact is that the economy is in a very strong position. If there are job losses along the way, it's not going to be significant because I don't think firms want to get rid of workers and then have to try and find them after a mild recession is done in three months, six months. Okay, so Moshe, given that you are like an economist and you've studied, obviously, economics throughout history, has there ever been a time similar to what we're seeing right now or are we in a unique situation here? So yes and no. Every every economic slowdown has certain characteristics that are similar, but certain characteristics that are different. I'd say that if we're looking for maybe some sort of analogy, in the 1970s, we experienced something called stagflation. And that was an economy that was slowing down and tipping into a recession at the same time that prices were rising rapidly. I think that probably describes what we have right now. Uh, then, as opposed to now, the economy was hugely reliant on oil, Uh, as an engine of the economy, pun intended. Um, We we still obviously are very reliant on oil and gas, uh, but not nearly to the extent, uh, given how much our our economy has grown and how much we've seen the emergence of clean technology. So uh, the the way that we solved the problem in the 1970s was really bad and probably set the seeds for the recession that came, uh, you know, five, six years after that. Uh, I, I think that we're much smarter now that if we do experience a recession, we actually have room now to lower interest rates since they rose so rapidly. Uh, and inflation is coming down. And we have these long supply chains that we're reinvestigating and looking for maybe diversifying our suppliers to, to make sure that these types of shocks don't happen. So uh, there is an analogy, but I, I don't know that it's a perfect one. Right. I, I really feel like people have learned a lot, though, about this, right? It's There were demands for the government to start spending more. They did. And now everybody realized, oh, wait, that there's consequences to that. So do we all understand? Do you think the levers of economics a little bit better? We do until the next check arrives, right? right? So that's one of those amazing (laughs) things that whenever everybody gets, you know, the $400 check, $500 check from the provincial government, uh, we we happily look at our bank account and say, so when does the next one come? So we're we're as well-trained as the current environment demands. uh, But of course, if circumstances change, we quickly update what we expect out of our government. So I, I think that if they send a clear message today that we stand ready, but we're not going to do what you expect today. 
then I think Canadians should understand that, okay, we'll, we'll talk in six months and see what happens then. All right. Well, Moshe, thank you so much for your time on that today. Anytime.